Hello everyone, it is Redmen Radio, number three, the giant Jordan Henderson loving oh. says about you if you're not in for that, because we 100% are, right? Absolutely. Right. It's weird how he's changed into being the, like one of the best players Liverpool's ever seen. This is just the intro, Tom. I'll get to that in a bit. Okay. Um, <laughs> the, Chris, right? Yeah. I'm Great, here. perfect. Um, we've got Sa- totally sound with that. <laughs> kind of kind of like the way Tom was going with the conversation, to be honest, but you're the host and we have to kind of sometimes yeah. deal with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just sometimes. Um, Chris and I have got a brand new podcast which is going to be fucking amazing by the sounds of it. Um, yeah, Mates and Page, our YouTube channel. We've got to 10,000 subscribers, which is brilliant so thank you to everyone who subscribed without a single scrap of content uh, and the content is coming not even a, a single picture. still image of content well we've got this channel artwork isn't there oh hello um, hi Ross I, I feel like I've, I really want to try that and see just how few I get um, <laughs> Tom, Tom yeah the Tom channel yeah yeah just just my name literally not not even a header image nothing and see how many subscribers I get we should we should just do this it should be a social experiment who's the most popular member of the Redmen crew that's not Definitely not me. I think it might be. You know, it's not. No, it's not fair for me to say the name out loud. It's Bailey. It's probably Bailey or Ben. <laughs> it's not I about least popular. It's about who's who's created the most hatred to the world themselves at the time. With Ben's winning that race, right. I love Ben. I think he's brilliant. But I'm just saying the internet's had a big problem with him. But then again, look, you can make something out of yourself even when the internet does hate you. The man sat opposite me is living testament to that. Um, and he's got a brand new YouTube channel out the first podcast coming this week. Uh, link in the description underneath. Kickoff question, Adam Boland. Um, he says, you have a new kid. What Liverpool player slash manager is the godfather? Is it a boy or a girl? Ross Chanley. Is it a boy or a girl? Do you want me to read the question again? Yeah, because that's the sum total. Okay, yeah, you can read the question again. I mean, are we doing a current or present or, do or both? Do well, I, I pick one of each then. Fuck it. No, um, if you, you want to read the question again. James Milner. <laughs> James Milner, current. <laughs> because he's Mr. Reliable, isn't he? He's not going to do anything fucking stupid. Yeah. He's got to, got to, he's boring. Might teach if he's a girl. Might teach some Ireland as well. Uh, and I get them on the Ribena a bit too early. Yeah, but it's better than alcohol in it. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's fine. Yeah. To and present is Kenny. Because you know we're all Kenny's children, aren't we? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, okay. including all the millions that he's got himself. Um, well, Tom. I, I mean, what does a Godfather do? What's their role? Uh, how many, how many Godfather to three, three, maybe three. I think it's three and one adult. Yeah, so yeah, we're both God, <laughs> we're both Godfather to one of the one child and the same grown up by accident. Do you want to should we tell the story? Yeah, go ahead. Do. So a good friend of ours, uh, Kate, decided to have a, a son christened, but also because she hadn't been christened, she decided to get christened at the same service, and we were invited to be the godparents for the son, but by proxy, So our friend's wife, we are the Godfather <laughs> of our friend's wife. It's so weird. <laughs> So what's your what's your what's your role then as a godfather? What do you have to do? Do you just look after them if the parents die? Well, I think just piss them off. Yeah, that's what I do with Kate. Oh, that's fair. It's Um, a you're supposed to be like a spiritual guide. Yeah, you're supposed to keep them away from the devil. Oh well, it's Klopp then. There you go. My answer was Kenny and Klopp because both of them I think would direct you along the path of just being the nicest people ever. Genuinely, no. the the only thing that I know about Klopp is every time I listen to him speak, he makes me feel better yeah. and and makes me respect people more by proxy. It's weird just how much respect he garners. Yeah, I think both of them have got the spiritual guidance thing down to a T, haven't they? And also, I imagine, probably slightly less Kenny, although in reality probably is, that 
post christening party, Jürgen's all over. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, He's yeah, getting yeah, everyone yeah. up on the dance floor. Yeah. No questions asked. Who've you gone for? I've gone for six play, uh, six people in the end. Um, there's, you know, you don't, you can have more than one Godfather. Sure. Um, <laughs> so I've gone with Kenny Dalglish, uh, Rafa Benitez, Jürgen Klopp, Kara, Stevie, um, and a bit of an outside shot. I think who would actually make the best one, Roy Evans. Okay. Why? Just because, do you remember when were you with us when we went down to that golf tournament that they all played in? No. Were you with yeah, us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you remember Jamie Redknapp talking to Roy Evans and he, he was calling him gaffer still and all oh, this? Yeah. And he just showed him so much respect. And then he was like, Roy, what are you doing now? And they were going out for us for the back nine or whatever. And he's like, oh, I'm just chilling out. So he's like, will you come around and just have a chat with me? This is Jamie Redknapp who's working at Sky TV. He's got so much respect and just wanted to chat with his old boss. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself right then and there, I looked, I looked at him as he was walking into the distance with Jamie Redknapp and thought, if I ever get asked the question about who's going to be the godfather, Roy, it's going to be you, mate. <laughs> Today is that day. Yeah. <laughs> I've been waiting four years. Yeah. Really good shout there, actually. Yeah. yeah. I, ca- I, I can't look, you can't, it's hard to look past Jürgen for this, but also, I think picking someone like look just at Mohamed Salah why because he's just going to be mega mega stupid rich forever and ever and ever like you know what I mean and just having that like basically it's like having a mega rich uncle who loves you and he's just going to shower at the kids with, with, with presents and stuff like that. Who's that kid? Is it Aguero's son? And also keep him off the aisle as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, is it Aguero's son who, as his godfather's Messi? Mar- Mar- no, Maradona's his granddad, I think. Yeah, so then, yeah, and then and then he's got like a, Messi's his godfather oh, or go something like yeah. that. Pressure. Just something like, but, but like just have someone who's, who's for, not forcing your hand, but like you're always destined for greatness. You know what I mean? There's always something special. Even if he becomes no one, yeah, he's already like he's I don't know something special. He's made, he's made in some regards, yeah. isn't he? Right, um, news then. Um, and a brilliant piece of news kicks off actually. Jose Enrique uh, is in remission from brain tumor. Brilliant, brilliant, news, yeah, great news, yeah. yeah. Oh, quality. Yeah. That, yeah. I think it's, it's it's funny, isn't it? Because not brain, not having a brain tumor. Um, because people just got people. It became a bit of a laughing stock. Uh, Jose Enrique didn't yeah. us, you know he, he, I think he was fine I think he, 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 those first few terrible, games we were talking about him being the answer to left back yeah. we had some terrible mm-hmm. left backs leading up to him so he was an actual left back he was best than Konchesky and we thought he was good and he had that great link up with Luis Suarez but he became a little bit of an in-joke <laughs> she couldn't turn one way no exactly yeah <laughs> no he was the Zoolander of full backs but he um, but no I mean look ultimately it shows you that I think the, the, the love that Liverpool fans though hold him in high esteem they still hold him in and everyone's obviously made up with this yeah I think football fans have fickle minds don't they in short memories of a football player someone goes someone's off form and they're immediately shit aren't they and you wash your hands of them but they kind of embodies the never walk alone thing doesn't it of going well not just any an ex-Liverpool player but anyone in football anyone that you know people go through bad stuff in, in their lives yeah. but for him to come through and to be fair he was quite open about it and you know, he was always on uh, social media saying giving updates on where he's up to and stuff and encouraging words which is obviously Helps offload for him, mm-hmm. so he's getting support from left, right, centre from around the world, which obviously got him, got him through it. Ultimately, I think it, it's mad to think he played under Jürgen as well, didn't he? He played, he played centre half in that couple mm. of those early, early cup yeah, games. He was captain, captain that game, yeah, he was, but yeah, yeah. God, three. mad, mad to think how far was it? Like even Thiago Alori playing centre half yeah. in one game. Yeah, yeah, mad to think that was in the same era. Um, Tom Bobby Duncan, did you see this? Trolled the official Chelsea account. Um, anyone see this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Lifetime yeah, yeah. contract for Bobby Duncan. They did that. Um, anyone say Liverpool versus Chelsea? And they just put safe trip back to London. <laughs> oh, I did see this. I, I did see that's this. the type of balls yeah. that you need on somebody as well, isn't it? I'm Especially a young lad. He's like, fuck off. Yeah. You know, what are you playing at? I mean, I get like Chelsea fans and on social media posting the slip. I get it. Like, I don't, I don't think it's funny. 
mm-hmm. in any way and it's the fact that it's been going on for five years but the official club doing yeah. it yeah. it's like fuck off and Bobby Duncan's just gone yeah take that take, yeah. the, take the two fingers and it, and, and I saw home. loads of people replying to it obviously and, 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 and then people doing that like, now it's the most solid goal and someone said for billions I just love the fact that it's not like he's not gone sly he's not gone because what what how do you react to something on Twitter? I say you. I mean, how do how do everyone capital letters and swear words? Or mm. it's just do it like. A, but what about it's a, a but what about? Yeah. But what about this? So it's a picture of uh, John Terry skying yeah, something yeah. over the bar in in the Champions League final or whatever. I just love that. It's just, that is just proper. Like yeah, that's up there with all the best. Yeah. Ta-ta. Yeah. All the best. TTFN. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Genuinely, there's, there's there's nothing better than a, a well worded reply on Twitter, and everyone just goes, "Ooh, bust off!" Yeah, I love it. I love yeah. it. A um, couple of other bits to get through. Uh, Ryan Brewster scored again on his uh, uh, under 23s proper return. Uh, Oxley Chamberlain played as well, and Joe Gomez. All very very good news. The one thing that's <laughs> that's come out of this, Chris, uh, Rafa Camacho played really well by all accounts. Good, um, and then went on Instagram and basically got like a big rant about how he's not a he's not a right back. Uh, I don't know. So along the lines of I don't know who thinks I am, but I basically I'm going to prove it to everyone I'm uh, not. I'm a, I'm a forward player in my DNA and all this type of stuff. And, and listen, I I get that. I get that you might think that privately, but you're a professional football player and you're playing for one of the biggest clubs in the world, and you're nowhere near as good as Mo Salah. Mm. The thing, the thing, go, go out there and prove to people that you're an attacking player if you want. Yeah. When you get your opportunities, go out there and do your talking on the pitch, yeah. not on Instagram. Do you know what Jordan Henson's just done the complete opposite and done what he should do. Mm-hmm. Go, go Sit there for right. a year and a half and suck it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But look where he is now, though, and he's pretty. He's getting the, the benefits of it, and he's gone up to the manager apparently and said, you know, I want to, I want this role. Give it to me. He's gone right in sound because he can afford to do it now because. The beast we've got Fabinho. Should his big bollocks be commended? Well, the, the, if you look at the post, Ryan Brewster and other players have gone on and gone well in that. I don't think it's a popper clop or anything like that, but he's right. He's not a right back. Mm. He's not getting on the team at right back or at number 10, so it doesn't matter. Mm. When he plays number 10 for the unders, he scores goals yeah. and he's a real threat. When I've watched him play, he is a real threat there. So he is sort of doing it on a pitch, obviously not at the top level. But, I mean, there's not many players who are that good. I think he needs a spell away, probably, to, to, to show it. I'm really surprised that when he was linked away, that he, we kept him. Klopp said, no, we're keeping you here. But we haven't seen him at all. Well, it, it's strange. You, you know what? I did, there's some recent examples. Obviously, Trent Alexander-Arnold's a great example of how you just get in and you, mm. you get into the side and you, you make a place your own. Yeah. Stephen Gerrard did it. The, one yeah. of the like arguably the best player that's ever played for this football club came in at right back and did the job and proved that he was better than that. Yeah. That's how you go about it. You don't whinge and bitch about it online. I'm sorry, you yeah. just don't. No, I, I I completely agree with that. I think you know, it, great. You, you might have to prove yourself, but you're probably not going to be proving yourself at Liverpool if we're perfectly honest. No, because no. I don't. It's just yeah. It seems a bit tough. He's a talented footballer and. I so said when I met him, he seemed like a really nice guy. It's a silly thing that he's done, but mm. he's a young lad, and young lads do silly things. Old lads do silly things as well. Yeah. So I don't think he should, you know, lock away the key and all that type of stuff. How do we but lock he, away the key? I don't know. You lock away the key, throw away the key, or whatever it is. Like. But equally, at the same time, wind your neck in. Yeah, you know exactly, exactly. That. I, 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 really, I really like him. I just, it's disappointing because it's just a thing. It, we shouldn't have to talk about that. We should be talking about what a great performance he put in. And again, we live in this world. We've seen it in 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 a wider things. We've seen our lives where I think people make, 
they treat social media differently to how we treat it. They they use it as it's a real thing to them. It's like a proper thing, whereas it's just a bit of fun. You know, for us, whereas he probably thinks that is his, his his platform to have it to make his voice heard or whatever. Whereas most of us are just like He's done himself no favours for future managers either. If they're looking at that and, you know, a lot of managers go off the attitude or, you know, what players are doing or respect that they give out to the current managers, he's probably just shot himself in the foot with that. Because mm-hmm. someone will look at that and go, I'm not having that in my team. Yeah. It's just, it's just you know, I, I was half expecting someone like Ryan Booster to go, are you okay, hon? In the comments. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Because that's all it was. It was just a call for attention, really, wasn't it? Um, Shame, I hope he does. I hope he does all right. I hope he does all right for Liverpool. But, mm. yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't fancy it to be the case. Um, right, what's the Resonance Roundup? I am hosting that show. Today we're going to be talking about those things in more detail uh, and anything else around Liverpool Football Club as well. Get involved in that on the RedmenTV.com. Uh, before we move on, this week's sponsor is Threads for Reds. Fantastic clothing brand. Chris Page, have to tell us a little bit more about Oh, mate, this, this is uh, just fantastic. Obviously, first and foremost, the mates of ours, and I think that everybody will recognise that the designs that they're doing are absolutely fantastic. So you'll have seen me wearing them over the last few weeks and stuff. I've got that beautiful Virgil van Dijk one, which is as calm as you like, with the with the Dutch lion and the number four and uh, a design on the back of the shirt as well. We've got they've they've got a Sadio Mane one, a C Signor, Sim Signor if you want as well. Hoodies, t shirts, uh, dreams and songs to sing stuff, Bastion of Invincibility hoodies. They're absolutely brilliant. And a brand new Nabi Kaita one that they've released last week as well. Um, yeah, the, the quality of these products, I, I've worn them is absolutely brilliant and listen it's threadsforreds.com got a discount code that they've supplied to us it's capital letters REDMEN10 and you will get 10% off at threadsforreds.com for me it's one of them where I don't like things with <laughs> just in general I, uh, yeah in general but I don't like wearing clothes with, with like anything on it I know I'm wearing something here because I love this design as well yeah. but all them designs and stuff I'd wear it's really I, you, you know me you've seen me I wear black Understated constantly is what is it? exactly that you like all, cla- all classy so the things yeah. that I've seen you wear is that from Love Follow Conquer yeah. and you've had the LA 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 t-shirt that was a, there's a red memo yeah. one and, and then obviously this, this stuff as and well the, so, yeah. the, the, the stuff in there like the live bird one I love that one um, I'm probably I'm going to ask if I can get one of them. Absolutely. You um, well, you've got a 10% discount here, Tom. There you go. Uh, yeah. Threadsforreds.com and their discount code R-E-D-M-E-N-1-0 to get 10% off. Get involved with all that. Uh, Chelsea, Ross. Yes. Mo Thunder Bastard Salah. It's nearly three days later and I'm still watching it. Mm. I'm watching it in different commentary. I'm watching it with Titanic music. I'm watching it in the bath. You know, Parts just, is just the best, though. <laughs> I the was got yeah, the first one, yeah. Best. Shit! Um, <laughs> just amazing. It, it, it's mad because you don't often see him have those type of shots. It's yeah. always cut inside, left hand, and he goes to curl it. And he's just been ballooning recently for him to just go and twat it and just go. I said to you, wasn't it? It was like storage against Chelsea, funnily enough. Yeah. I was going, don't shoot, Mo. Yeah. Okay, sound, I'm all right with that. Um, good on him. He, he had a point to prove as well, given all the stuff in the, in the news in the week and former team and all that bollocks. So good on him. The thing is, world class players. Tom have the ability to score those goals. They do things that are a little bit out of the wheelhouse sometimes. You know, like they, they just they pull things out the bag, and when you're not at that level, that shot goes nowhere near the goal. Everyone goes, oh, whatever. But I'm not saying you do you do it every single week. Coutinho had a bit of that. You know what yeah. I mean? He just had that ability to cut inside and, and, and put one in the top bin, and it was so unlike as Ross says, it was so unlike a Salah finish. I think everyone watching it was like, here we go again. Opens the body up, bends it forty yards over the bar. We all groan and go, never mind, Mo. Next time. And it, no, he just laced it into the top bin instead. The, the, it was the perfect moment to score as well, wasn't it? We're already kind of on our feet after scoring that first one, and we know that we've got him on the ropes. And then 
just to compound Chelsea's misery and to make Anfield explode. Like, I exploded. I was in my living room just screaming the house down. It was you unbelievable. You room, Tom. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> but Only when he's got a sports soccer nearby. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but he... Um, He's been weirdly. He's been having a few more of them where he just tries to lace them lately, mm-hmm. and have either been blocked or he's skied over the bar. And I'm, I remember Shin, Shai was Shin saying, it, but in, in 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 other games recently, we were talking about him on the man of the match and stuff, and we were saying, why is he hitting them like that? Usually he kills them. Usually he's a lot more considered with them, yeah. but he's just hitting them, and I think it's just a tiny bit of frustration. And he's just gone. No, you know what? I can score this. Yeah. I do it in training all the time, and he's just put it top in, and that. That is that maybe the best goal all season? Sadio Mane against Bayern's up there, but in terms of technique, in terms of power, in terms of the goalkeeper getting nowhere near it. Have you seen that be? angle? The, the fella film from the cop. Yeah, yeah. It's just you. It's just it's an astonishing finish. The one that's dead close to your seat. Yeah, I think it, I think I might the fella might even come up to me afterwards and said I just I filmed the goal. It's it's incredible. Yeah, it's an absolute an absolute rocket. What I what I think about it, Chris is. So this happens to Stephen Gerrard. This happens to players who, who enter the prime of their career. It's because it's what that's such. It's basically impossible to do what he's what he's done. That it's that hard a thing to do. And it's not as though as I say, it's now in his locker that he just does that. He can just do that every time. But when you reach a level, I think I think it's something we've discussed in the past. And it's it's from I think it's a, a cross sport thing. But you give yourself a better chance of random things happening in your favour. You 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 gain luck by. Practicing by holding your craft. Stephen Gerrard, great example of it, is that he just like that goal in the FA Cup final against West Ham. That isn't. That's not practice. You can't practice to score that. It's just that when you're brilliant at football, the odds of you just smacking smacking something with all your life and it going where you want it to go, basically just increase, and that just shows the level of so. Oh, mate, he's unbelievable. Like, and I think you know, there's a little bit of that muscle memory to what he's doing. I think he knows it, how hard to hit it from there, and you know, they work the angles out so quickly. These footballers and stuff, don't they? But when you look at that goal, you just think the technique and the way that it sort of dipped on and bent, bent down and something just like it's incredible, absolutely fucking incredible what Mo's done. But it all follows on from Tottenham. You know, that one where he gets the header and Lloris messes it up, it's all confidence from yeah. that because it's what's been lacking all season long for Mo. And then he gets that goal against Southampton and then that just builds his confidence up again to the point where now he's trying stuff he doesn't normally try. Yeah. You know, how many times we saw over the last eight weeks him try that curler one in and not working? Get a scummy goal, get one really good goal against Southampton, which I think... And I'm probably completely in the wrong here. I think I prefer the Southampton one uh-huh. because it was just... Just so different in in so many ways. That one, anyone can hit a ball straight. Sometimes one in a hundred, you might do that. That Mo, the other one, I just don't see many footballers being able to do what he did, where he picked the ball up, getting to the edge, using the runner, hitting it into the bottom corner and stuff. But it all just carries on. And now, you know, he'll be playing the rest of the season, hopefully at the level that he was playing at, 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 at all last season. I think you see it. You see it with players who go through droughts. Ross is that you ju- just just battered and something towards the goal well, sometimes you can overthink it you take too many touches I always look at Jamie Vardy he never takes more than a couple of touches you know he'll get it under control and he'll just hit it because you get the element of surprise you catch people cold etc etc like no keeper in the world saving that it's such, it's such a good hit but if you do bend it 
you you kicking it slower. It's arcing towards the goal. You and you're setting yourself, and the goalkeeper knows what's coming. No one in the ground was expecting that, and that's just something again. He, he seems to be getting back. I mean, only a couple of weeks ago from from talking about him being in a goal drought. You know, is he, is he struggling for form? Is this the level? Is level, etc., etc. Top goal scorer in the league. Yeah, I think it's one with Tom. I think his frustration as well, where he's gone, fuck it, I may as well try something different. But I think you could look at Chelsea's position as well, and you're no more on this. But rarely do you see him with that much space. Mm. He's always near the byline or, or further out wide, and he's like cutting inside three people. You don't really see him on the edge of the box with an open space just to go and shoot him, which is probably why he has to kill it in the first place. Like you said thinking quickly, he's just gone, there's a massive space there, but just twat this, the goalkeeper's not going to expect it. And there's not much backlift either mm-hmm. from and, and the power and the element of surprise of catching people out. That's what's done it. So that's credit to him for, for thinking quick on his feet for doing it. And also the fact that I just think he couldn't be arse taking another man on. Yeah. Like he was, ab- he was about to run into traffic and if he didn't hit it there, he's got to try and take three men out and then play a five-yard ball yeah. to well, somebody. He's been doing that all afternoon. Exactly, he? and he's, he's, he's done that, and he's tried that, and hasn't quite worked off, so let's just thundercunt it into the top bin instead. Yeah. Thank you. Three points, see you later, Chelsea, yeah, bye. absolutely. Yeah. Um, One-man pivot, that, uh, Tom Jordan-Henderson. It's three, you know, he's not even played three 90 minutes, but he feels like he's put in, like, six games' worth of effort into those three appearances. Go back to the Southampton game since then, and I think he's had good performances this season. Yeah, I don't yeah, think I think it'd be unfair to say that like suddenly it's an absolute revelation, but he's absolutely he certainly emerged from the shadows. Probably even a shadow he's cast over himself to some extent. Yeah, and I mean Klopp spoke about it. I think it was after Porto, wasn't it? He said, "I'm sorry for playing him in in the sixth role and I'm basically stifling him." And the way that he plays that role. I love it. It was early on in the season when he is playing that sixth round and something Fabinho was just unreal at. But it's it's that high press, it's something that Chris did excellently on the on the stats and tactics. Go and watch that. But he snaps into these tackles, really high up the pitch, and it gives us that that, that momentum. We're already in their third when we've made that tackle. But now John Henderson has licence to do that every time. He doesn't need to think about, oh, do I need to go? No, you're going because it's on your side of the pitch and you're that player that's tasked to do that. And it's the, it's the overlapping runs. Again, we did we did it after Porto and Chris went in-depth on Henderson and it was it was fantastic. I, I, I put that one together just because we had loads to do. Jordan Henderson, the stuff he was doing, the, the, the movement that he had, the positions that he found himself on the pitch, and he has the quality to back that up. It's unreal, and I'm, I'm really, really happy for him that people are now being able to see this attacking side of his game. You know that he's got the defensive stuff, and he can recycle play, and he can keep it going. But the fact that he can now... Show off he his does that in 20 stuff. 30 yards fed up the pitch. Exactly. He's still doing the same stuff he was doing in the six. Exactly. He'll be a man, he'll be a willing, a willing, you know, recipient of the football at yeah. any time. He's constantly hungry for the footy. If it's on, he'll try a pass, he'll yeah. try a little through ball, he'll try a little give and go, he'll spread play, Chris. Or alternatively, if it's not on, no worries. I'll just keep it. I'll play it square and, and we'll it, move on. It, it, well, I think they did something on, I, I believe they did something on Monday Night Football last night about him and stuff. I saw a few little videos flying around Twitter and stuff and um, one of the ones they were talking about, it's just natural to him, isn't it? He wants to go and seek the ball out. He yeah. wants to go and harry a player and try and win it. And one of his better, better um, points as a footballer is his engine. And he gets to use that, you know, he's not sitting and waiting for play to come to him. He's going and seeking out 
these actions on the field and then you know he can he's got that ability to go around the outside as Tom says whips a great ball and his passing's brilliant but his passing further up the pitch in the in the penalty area is even better because mm-hmm. a good passer in the penalty area is a brilliant passer you know yeah. what I mean and he seeks out Sadio Mane back stick it's no coincidence that he's moved there he's got goals and he's got assists already yeah. we've been crying out for someone to, to join, the, join the attack from the midfield and turns out we had them all along yeah that, that, that's the thing I think we've been we've been crying out haven't we Ross for, for that for that extra someone someone who's, who's the link between midfield attack who gets in I don't know that Jordan Henderson is necessarily going to be the, the best I don't know whether he can maintain this level whatever um, but what he's doing is he, he's demonstrating an understanding of how that role needs to be played we might find in the summer that we still go into the market and we find someone who is absolutely ideally you know suited for, for that somebody who's got a, a better touch better close control better skill on the ball whatever but ultimately of all the options we've got there Henderson's presenting himself as the best one and you know it's we said on the final word I think he's been watching you know he's been sat back he's been watching this player develop in front of him all season long you know for for, for two years and whatever and probably been getting dead frustrated with God, why why are people hovering around there outside of the box why does everyone want to be this you know this this number the number 10 the fun to be had and the danger to be had is by, is by playing a given goal and just bursting into the box and trying to make stuff up. It, it's almost as if he's always been a really good footballer, but he's been, oh, di- yeah. but, but he's been, he's been disciplined <laughs> enough to sit in that six role. Yeah. So he's like, yeah. you know, he's having a kid down, don't touch the sweets. So like, he, 13, 14, he was playing that role, essentially. And he's, he, he's had to discipline himself to stay in the six, learn a, di- a different role that isn't flashy, which he gets all the stick for. For B, um Gina Van Alden does the same job as him, but doesn't get half the shit that he does because, you know, he says he's, like you said, recycle, play, pass it on, don't be flashy. Fabinho does pretty much the same thing now. He just looks good because he just, he loves a slidey, whereas Henson doesn't. Yeah. And now Henson's going back to his 13 14 role where he can he can go, but essentially go and express himself. Yeah. But he's, we play like a defensive midfield sometimes, but we don't have that extra runner. So now when your spaces are popping up and you've got Trent and Mo on, on one side, you've got Henson coming in there as well. And I said this on, I think it's one of the match. Like, if you're a defender or, or a team defending, you can't have eight people back. All the time, mm-hmm. trying to cover all the spaces because you know you cover them three. Well, you still got Firmino and Marnie and Robertson, whoever else, the rest of the cavalry that's coming towards you. It's impossible to defend. So I think he deserves credit for doing better in the six role than he, than he currently is doing now because he's done a fine job. In the, my opinion. the big thing for me is it's not just Jordan Henderson that uh, that, that right hand side now is a trio. It's a trio of, of fantastic players. Jordan Henderson, Trent Alexander-Arnold and Mo Salah mm-hmm. now working as a unit on that right-hand side, covering each other constantly. And defensively and, atta- and offensively, that is one of the best I've ever like I've seen because it, it has everything. It has the engine, it has the skill, and it has the defensive um, nous. And it's, it's just the way they all interact and it's the way Jordan Henderson sh- he's shepherding Trent through games now as well he's screaming at him constantly and he's telling him what to do and then but Trent already knows what he's doing in that role because he's got that ball over the top he's got the ball into Henderson everything about that right hand side now is unbelievable and I wouldn't be surprised to see us attack we're using Robertson on the left and Mane leaving them kind of by themselves now obviously there's Keaton yeah. over there but them as a unit going up the field you can't stop that and if you try and do that it opens up the, the left side he knows how to play with like you know all the players that we play with and he knows everyone's role because he's had to cover them at some point and yeah. he's played these positions mm-hmm. before but the interesting thing for me is how quickly he's settled into the role with Salah and with Firmino and how you know they've built up such an understanding in such a small space of time I mean he's playing give and goes with Mo Salah that 
are actually on a level with the give and goes that Firmino plays with them. Mm-hmm. And they've been playing together for the best part of two seasons right next door to each other, do you know what I mean? And and Henderson's been able to do this and understand where he fits in. But it's not only with Mo Salah, it's, well, if Firmino's dropping deep, I can't be in that space. Because it means that Firmino dropping deep doesn't work. So I've got to be somewhere else. So where have I got to be? Well, I've got to be where Firmino was. And it's it's that chemistry and understanding of each other's roles that that is freeing up players and that's making it work. Twice at least during the game, I saw a ball from a defender into Firmino's feet and Henderson running into Firmino's ex old position. And that's what you've got to do. If he's stood by Firmino, there's two people in the same five yards. You can't be there. But what you can do is go and occupy a defender. Make sure Firmino's got a bit of time and space to turn and spread the ball. He's playing for his future. And he's, you know, he's playing for play- a fucking league title like they all are. To be well, fair, yeah, well, all of the, but all of the above, you know, like he's gone in. He's not soft. He said to himself, he look, he must look at Fabinho and go, like we all do. He's not stupid. Fabinho's a well better fit all around because he's just yeah. more physical. He's a bit bigger. He's just a whole. He's just a monster, isn't he? It's like going, it's like saying, well, mm, Van Dyke, you know, Matip looking at Van Dyke and going, all right, yeah, yeah. I don't think I'm going to be. And I'm not going to be playing left side at centre half anytime soon. So I best make myself a better right side at centre half because that's my only path left into the team. He's got. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's six foot. He's six foot odd. He's got a pace. Not like ridiculous pace, but he's got pace. He's got that engine. He's got a great touch. People always forget. But like Jordan Henderson was one of them young footballers from the from the soccer AM early noughties era who was doing the, the skill school and doing all that kind of thing. So he's not like this this bang average yeah, footballer. He? No, he's not like a. I mean, I, what I'm going to say, Tom Cleverley, who we always still comparing to all the time. Tom Cleverley might have been on them segments too. I've got absolutely no idea. But he, he but he but he's talented. But also yeah, he's looking down the battle of. This is, if I, 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 he loves me, Liverpool captain. Well, you're not gonna you. You can't be Liverpool captain, really, if you're only going to play 30 games in a season. You're not Jamie Redknapp. You know what I mean? It's not those, those days. I think over he'll 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 lose that by just by by proxy of not being on on the pitch enough. He's seen an opportunity there, and he's gone up to the club. I said this on the final word. He's gone up to Jürgen and gone right and back on myself here, Jürgs. I back. I'm backing Jordan Henderson to be the man of your dreams here. Is is what I can do, and Jürgen's probably got me quite. Let's quite not forget. Fight. Let's not forget that you know Jürgen's done well to put him in there, but he didn't start him there. Hmm. He brought him on with 25 minutes to go in a game, and Jordan Henderson's kept himself yeah, in that yeah. position by his performance yeah. in that game against Southampton. Yeah. That's why he started the next game in the eight, and that's why he started the last game in the eight because he has made enough of an impact that Jürgen's gone. You know what? You were right, mate. Here's all of my trust. Go on and do that from here on in. Yeah. And the thing that's, that's great about it is that this isn't even as good as this side can be. You know, we, we're entering into this final, the final fairlong, the final stretch of the season, and we've just made a change that's made us better. Yeah. We've just put Cater back in the side, having been in and out, not really found his feet, and he's starting to score goals and impact games. And we've just basically put, gone back in time and brought Jordan Henderson from 13-14 back with us to avenge his fallen self from back, back in the day. And, you know, all these teams we might have figured this out or whatever, we've added a completely new dimension in a time when we're normally going away to West Ham and playing some mad as bollocks formation because we've got five injuries and we can't put enough players on the pitch. Yeah, it's mad. I think you have to give Klopp credit for Fabinho and Cater as well because like they're coming into form like towards the important part of the season which again allows Henson to play there because they're, they're so good we haven't seen the best of Cater yet and he's only going to get better and then you've got Oxlade Jalen to put back into that midfield as well so you're creating competition healthy competition in a midfield where everyone's just going to get better so Cater coming in has now allowed us to rest Genie, who's arguably been our most consistent and best midfielder of the season yeah. and we're not playing him so therefore you're going to get more out of Genie Van Alden by letting 
have a rest, not blowing smoke out his arse. Jordan Henson's the same. He hasn't he hasn't been on. This is the most consistent I've seen him recently yeah. in the past two, three seasons since 13, yeah. 14 because of his injuries. And then, you know, if you're managing him properly, his chances of getting injured is, is less mm-hmm. and you get more out of him because you can just say, right, go and play that role. And now we doubled up on him because, you know, Klopp likes versatility. Well, Fabinho's injured, we're fine. I've got Jordan Henson who can go put in there who will do a, a, a solid job. And if not, I'll just put him in the eight again and we're fine. I, I looked at it and thought, I said a few weeks ago, uh, talking, moving slightly onto Mane and Mo Salah and said, Teams will start to focus on Mane and Salah's going to pop up and score goals. It's what happens in sport. And bringing it back onto the conversation with Jordan Henderson, all the focus over the last three weeks is how good the fullbacks have been for Liverpool and the midfielders pop up, mm-hmm. start getting goals and assists. You can't cover all of the players all of the time. You've got to pick your poison. Mm-hmm. Right now, teams are looking at the fullbacks and going, how do we stop them? created space in the middle and we've got lads in there who are willing to take advantage of that space. And it, it, that's what happens in sport, in any sport. Offence has a, a way of doing things. Defence takes a little while to counter it. Offence changes. Defence takes a little while to counter it. It's what happens, and that's what Liverpool are doing. I think it needs to have massive credit, not just for Klopp and the, and, and the people behind the scenes, but the players being able to change systems so many times. We, we play the four-two-three-one with Mo Salah in, 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 as a striker for a lot of the season, a lot, but for quite a few games. And that too was our best midfield for a while, that Fabinho Genie. I didn't want that to change because mm. of how well they covered each other and how well the communication was. And these players are taking up different roles. And and they've got two games a week. I remember that was a massive thing. I mean, like, yeah. I've got two games a week, not enough time to train. But because we've had these formations as Klopp kind of developed these players, they just go, right, we're going back to, do you remember this game? Right, we're doing this again. And then there's only one player you have to train up for that. And it, and it, the players helping them, it, it's so intelligent. It's more than that because it's not just about what formation Liverpool play and, and it can't just be about that. Every single time these lads take to the field, and you're, you're exactly right in what you're saying, they have to recognise what they're up against. Mm-hmm. Now, if a team comes out with a three at the back, that affects their 4-3-3. Mm-hmm. That affects the lanes that they have to get into to try and win the ball back. If they come out with a four at the back or a five-man midfield or two up top, it affects every player because they have to do their role slightly differently, whatever formation they're playing. So not only have they been able to do deal with what we're doing in, a, in an offensive sense, but defensively we're able to pick this stuff up as well. Like. Yeah. But what we're doing, this is... This is the reaping the rewards of long-term planning yeah. we've built so well, this is this is Klopp's era coming to a head this is not throwing the baby out with the bathwater and, and binning off loads of these players because let's be honest if, if Liverpool's team was run by Twitter some of the players who've had some of the most tangible impact this season wouldn't be at the football club we'd have just because we'd have just fucked them off because yeah. we don't think they're good enough it's, it's completely irrelevant it's about exactly this it's everyone knowing their responsibilities and those gains that you get from being fit and understanding the, the roles and understanding everyone else's roles and you don't get that and that's why now Cater's only just starting to settle because he's competing against a lad who he might be technically superior than but he doesn't know he is is to the detriment of the whole team the way the whole team functions because if you let the side down because you don't know where you're meant to be then you you fuck the whole thing. I don't care if you can do you can do all the stepovers in the world, but if you can't do the fundamentals of the role, then Klopp will always pick a, a just pick think, a lad. Just think about Naby, and you're you're absolutely spot on. Naby Kaiser doesn't have to come in and just learn his role. He needs to know what Robertson's doing every minute of a game. He needs to know what Mane's doing ahead of him, and he needs to know what the two lads inside of him are doing. It's not picking up one player. Yeah. You're picking up five people's roles, and and that's the advantage that Jordan Henderson's had. He's seen there and sat there throughout games watching everybody and he knows exactly what all of them are doing in front of him 
and he knows their roles as well as he knows his own. He's yeah. sitting there watching it all the time. You know what the best part, and you, and, and you said Klopp's long-term vision and all that. I remember when Klopp first came in, we were doing videos and we were looking at, I think, I can't remember what video it was, Chris, it might be one of the stats, and you were looking at how Klopp was doing at Dortmund and when they challenged for the league and how the progression was and we were looking at like, oh, could this happen for Liverpool? It's happened to a T. We've brought in players that you've never heard of, in like Fabinho and Cater, really. I'd never heard of them. And then, I think it was the third season for Dortmund, he actually went for the challenge and his defence showed up and everything clicked and he went for it. That's what's happened now. Yeah. We're literally seeing Klopp do the exact same thing and it's a testament to him that he's able to just... Take his whole model again and just go bang. You there you go and do it in a, uh, how I think a harder league and and challenge him for the exact same things. It's amazing. But for the, me. the real quality in this time is that we let's let's use this example. I don't think we'll be. Uh, there's not fair to do a straight comparison with City because I think we're set up differently. I think we're always going to rotate that midfield. I don't think there will be a best midfield three. I don't think we'll play sixty games of the same the same the same players. But if you compare us to Manchester City. We have just basic. Imagine they only got Fernandinho halfway through the season, and imagine they only got David Silva with six games to go. That's effectively what we're, you know. If we're comparing, if we're saying this is our best midfield team, and imagine you just find you know, another player who you put Kevin De Bruyne in out of off a different position, and he just really he fits in. We, we, it's like three games of playing this midfield, and then we're totally enamoured with it now. It yeah. might shift, of course, yeah. but even if you judge on that, they haven't changed. They've had that 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 team has been established for donkeys years. Yeah. They won the league with a hundred points last season, and now we are like within touching distance of these. And we're not even we're not. You couldn't even we couldn't even say what Liverpool's best eleven is, or we could. But we've we, every point every time we've said it within five games, it's been something else. It's already making me excited for next season, and there's been so many times where we've don't been excited. Don't wish season. And we could win a double before then as well. Exactly. Like, yeah. But it's it's one of them where it, it, you. There's been seasons and Everton are having it now where it's like, I'm excited for next season because we've got nothing to play for. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for next season to see the evolution of this team yeah. and who we bring in and what Klopp can formulate and what his backroom staff can do. And we're still challenging for yeah. the two biggest competitions in yeah. world football. It's unbelievable. Top quality assembled teams with good money to buy good players and pay top wages. <laughs> they don't fall off a cliff. <laughs> After after uh, what a season on season, and we've done that because we've been held together by Bale and Twine for too mm. for too long, with one good player carrying the whole team. It was Gerard for years, Gerard and Torres for a bit, Suarez and Gerard, you know what I mean. Mm. Whereas now we're not we're not like that anymore. You know, Juventus don't just die one season; they'll just go from being the best and being in terms to being nowhere. So Real Madrid, Barcelona, if we, and I feel like we're actually up at that level for the change, which is which is bloody lovely. Um, right, we got a. Uh, commenting actually uh, from Tom underscore Carol 88 and he, he asked the question their thoughts on the pyro thrown down at the Chelsea fans uh, it's disappointing to see from our fans or was it fucking deadly uh, personally I'm not a big fan of it and I, I just want to start this with saying Chris that I thought the observance of the Hillsborough silence I thought was absolutely impeccable look, there's been some issues with it in the past I think Chelsea fans have been, I've, look, I've taken a lot of stick I think look as a as an entire fan base it's been very very unfair how they I think they've been they've been tarred with one brush in the, in the last particularly around the Salah stuff and we've seen look let's be honest there's been no shortage of incidents of Chelsea fans doing things that we don't agree with um, that for one thing I thought was excellent and almost to some extent it kind of makes us it makes us look worse for, for, for you know Pyro being thrown in amongst it for me anyway it's not it's not the 80s anymore I think, I think it's got 
Yeah, I'm listen, I mean, Sai si, si mentioned this to me. Would we be talking about how impeccably observed the minute silence was if it wasn't Chelsea? And I don't think we would be. And I, th- and I think he's got a little bit of a point there. But equally, you know, that, that fan base has been tarnished with a brush and it's it's a few idiots at best. You know, there's there's so many Muslim and, and, and black Chelsea fans that they're, they're not all racist. You no, know what I mean? Not, it's, no. just, it's just ridiculous to think that way. But you get a few dickheads with a few too, bit too much ailing and, and not enough education and all yeah. of a sudden they're causing issues and that's yeah. the problem. Um, so first of all, like, not all Chelsea fans are like that. We shouldn't forget that. Secondly, onto, the, onto this stuff, I don't really like it. I think it looks really good from afar, Pyro, but having been stood in it, it's not nice, you know. I wouldn't want to take my kids to a game of football and be stood with next next to Pyro. It's just not something that I think is an enjoyable experience. It's such that the person who has the Pyro always throws it. Yeah, and there's a reason because it's fucking really shit to be right next to. Yeah. Well, you can't breathe. That and they also get I mean? thrown off the ground if they get exactly. caught with it. Like, but, but yeah. throwing it into uh, the Chelsea fans' end for me is is not good, and you know I, th- I think it's ridiculous that. You should do that to be perfect. Look, I, my immediate reaction when I saw it, Tom, I'll be honest, was a bit. I thought it was. I thought it was funny at first, but you don't because, like anything, when you remove from the humanity of a situation, mm. you look at it as a picture. It's not real life you're experiencing. When you hear stories, and I honestly don't know how true they are, of like a little kid needing medical treatments because it was the kid was hit or it was near the kid or whatever. Exactly what Chris says there. That's the reality of a situation. I, I, I think Pyro looks amazing. I, and I, my opinion changed in recent years about you know the coach greetings and stuff because I actually don't mind that, that, that it's a, you'd have to cough a few times. I don't mind because I, I like yeah. being part of that whole thing. But it, look, it's banned for a reason. And to, if they want to set it off themselves, let them set it off themselves. But then chucking it in, that's it's not. I don't think it's a well. It's not a well thought through thing that's been done. Well, the fellow's getting a stadium ban. It's as simple as that. Yeah. He's going to get caught. There's cameras everywhere. He's yeah. going to get caught. He's going to get a stadium ban. If they do it again, do you know what's going to happen? Yeah. And I, I, for me, if that gets, if a bit of pyro gets thrown next to me, I can't breathe. Yeah. I can't breathe if someone sprays uh, deodorant in the office. Like there's been so many times I've been like, you gotta open a window for me because I just genuinely can't breathe. I, I I agree. I think it looks amazing. I agree. I think it's terrible when it's next year. Um, it's just in uh, in terms of that incident. Yeah, it's terrible. And uh, like I say, there's gonna be punishments there, and there has to be punishments. And I think Liverpool have dealt with it really well. They've they've put out a statement saying, look, thank you all for the, the observance of the of the of the um, ninety six and, and and stuff like that and. And we are going to find this person, and it's going to happen because Chelsea did it really well when when that happened. They didn't let the players, they didn't let the fans, sorry, into the stadium after the after the song about Salah. Mm-hmm. You've got to just cut down on it and just yeah. go. It's it's what the German model do really really well. Is well just we were talking about this after Bayern Munich yeah. and saying, you know, the, the the best footballing experience in terms of the fan experience and how much respect we were treated with and all that was in Germany, and it's because they come down like a yeah. ton of bricks on people who break the rules, and that's. How it is, and some people might see that as a bit like in this country, inevitably have people talking about nanny state and blah blah blah, and taking the blah 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 out of football, fine. But you know, if it leads to if you know, it, it just if it detracts people from thinking it's acceptable, you can't change, you know, people like things, you can't change people's core mentalities on things. But if you can discourage knobheads from being at the football, or at least discourage them from acting like yeah, knobheads exactly. during the football, and just, just one then fi- it makes it more just pleasant. one final thing for me on this, I think. I don't know the person who did it. I don't know what type of person they are or anything like that. But I'll tell you one thing I do know is I do fucking stupid stuff sometimes without thinking. 
right? And it and it, and yeah. it could be an incident of yeah. that because yeah. you you might lash yeah. it in and then you fucking think it's brilliant, and then the next day when you hear it, it's a kid. I bet they, that person feels fucking terrible. Yeah. And it's just one of those cases where you learn from it and you move on. And it might not have been as I'm just gonna. He might not have had any idea that that's what he was gonna do. Yeah. Or her, whoever it was. You know what I mean? Speaking then, as a man with no inner monologue, Chris. And, yeah. You know what I mean? And then I've, I've done stuff like this, and then all of a sudden I'm doing something else, and I'm like. Oh fuck! I really shouldn't have done that. You know yeah. what I mean? He's just got carried away in the moment, and he's like, "Isn't this going to be funny?" And then all of a sudden, she's still got a stadium band, though, in my opinion. I don't care if he's done it as a joke and then regretted it. Literally, as soon as it's left his hand, he's thrown it into a pile of people who don't want a bit of To, be, to be fair, you're, you're writing so much, and this is why it's a mentality shift. Is that if if we're being if you, if we're saying these are the rules and the rules are these, you're not allowed these in the stadium, whether we like them or not, kind of irrelevant. That you're, so you're right. There would have to be a punishment just for having it, yeah. whether you've thrown whether you've thrown it or not. It's like it's against, it's against the rules. There's a list of things that you're not allowed in the, the grounds, and you know that, that that kind of is what it is, I guess. But, but I agree yeah, with what you're I hope I, I genuinely hope it's not someone who's thought who's done it with an intent to injure. I hope it is, and it, it's the best case, and that is just someone's thought. Wait, you know, because and it, what it looked like to me was, I just thought it was from a distance. It was quite funny that there was red smoke because my immediate thought was. They've bought the wrong smoke bomb because yeah. Everton have done this before when they set the purple ones off and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Like you know, we've done it when we set orange ones off and all that kind of stuff. I immediately thought it was quite funny, but obviously when you look beyond that, it's a bit. It's a just bit seems shit, a bit really, daft considering all this stuff that happened with Chelsea midweek and their behaviour. You're thinking, don't give them an excuse to beat you yeah. with something with it. It Absolutely. seems daft. In in Germany, I think or maybe even France, they set them off in the thing, but they had farming at the front. So when you used it, you just give it to the farming. Oh, nice. Just do that. Yeah, I don't know, but this is all part of the atmosphere of football, and we don't like talking about like the construction of atmosphere. But I think there's a ways you can do to, as you can provide a support network for it without it being like, here's your club issued Man United flag, Rashford flag, by the mm. way, absolute <laughs> shit, absolute shit, um, But you're right, you can say, you could say, listen, okay, everyone wants pyro, we all agree the pyro looks boss, it does look boss, great. Um, right, you've got five minutes, you've got a five minute spell at this time to set it all off and then we've got that time to deal with it because look you can make this case for all the things like the big ba- cop banner does my head in absolutely does my head in because it goes over my head every single game it's sticky and you've got to put your hand on it and you come back with horrible horrible sticky sticky I've hand off the it's horrendous I, it does my head in but I appreciate it for it's part of the atmosphere I love it I just feel part of it like. yeah, but and it's, you're not uh, missing the game no 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 but it's just yeah, yeah. It's I mean, if it happened in the game I'd be like right fuck everyone, it, every, but everyone nobody goes oh, everyone rags it to desperately get it out get it out get it out the way like, but, just, just get to your seat 30 seconds later I see, I, I see fellas in the cop who do they just wait at the, wait there for it to go over and then walk there it comes out of that it comes out of, it, it comes out in front of me yeah. so it, you've got it you've got it all the way you've got it coming up and, and then go and then go. And you're not, are you one of those dickheads that doesn't touch you? No, no, they I can't do, be, they can't do can't be. I'm too tall. If yeah, I don't touch it with my hand, it's basically running over my head. Like, you know what I mean? Nothing's touching this. Exactly. Fucking hell, though. That's why it's sticky. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, Chris has done a brand new statue. Um, it is on the YouTube channel right now. It's an absolute belter. Um, it's very much a, a very much a visual thing, of course. Um, so for those of you watching on YouTube right now, have a little look at this. And we've got a lovely wide view, and what you can see here is Chelsea. You've got a nice back line with their four midfielders. They've got a compact four across the middle, and Hudson Odoi, interestingly, is now the fella tasked with marking Sadio Mane. 
And you can see here, you've got Fabinho, you've got Joel Matip, and you've got Trent Alexander-Arnold, all in space if necessary. Um, and, and what I find really interesting about this is, as, as good as they, those two lines are, there's too much space in between them. You're talking, there's probably 15 metres there. And one, two, three, four Liverpool players are able to get into that space. And we always talk about clever players. Can he find that little pocket of space? I could find that space on a football field. Because, yes, they're two good lines, but that one's either too deep or that one's too high. They need to be closer together. Yes, they are technically blocking the passing lanes, but one ball to Trent, one ball to Mo Salah, or one good ball to Mo Salah. You've taken four players out of the game. Shari will not be happy with that. So we took, take a look at the next photograph now. And the ball's been played by Joel Matip to Sadio Mo Salah. Mo Salah's now driving on that left-back. And what I want to bring your attention to is Sadio Mane here and Naby Keita right here. And, and Naby Keita's position is really interesting because you don't expect him to be ahead of Sadio Mane, do you? But what he's going to do is he's going to be a thorn in Azpilicueta's side throughout this sequence. So he's going to continue to drive his run forwards. And Azpilicueta's got eyes on him and this guy's got eyes on him and this guy's got eyes on him. So when Sadio Mane comes around the back eventially, it's down to Hudson Adoy, an 18-year-old attacking player, to track one of the world's best and most informed wide players. So we bring that on now. Sadio Mane's driving into the box, and we all know that the ball's around this area, and Jordan Henderson's going to come across. But look, exactly what I'm telling you, as Piliqueta's got eyes on on uh, Naby Keita, and Hudson Adoy's lost interest. Man, I got to the edge of my area. My job's done here. My job's done here. I'm going to go and try, try and find Andy Robertson, see if I can do that. And you can see, as we pull it on again, Jordan Henderson's now come across from here. He's got the ball. And look, as Piliqueta is making a move to block a passing lane to the man that he can see, Naby Keita. And Sadio Mane ghosts in at the back stick. Hudson Adoy thinks, fucking hell, I better try something here, mate. I need to, I need to make it look like I'm running back at least because Robertson's not in any danger. The ball's fantastic. Carragher said it himself in commentary. It's a little sandwich to the back stick and then uh, and then it's a gimme. Chris? Hi. Thoroughly enjoyed it. We, had to, we, had, we got there. There's a few technical issues to get there, but it was a, a, in the end, it's a, it's a phenomenally produced piece <laughs> really of content. Good, like, yeah, I'm really pleased, and obviously more pleased that everybody seems to be enjoying it, and and even more pleased that loads of people signed up to the website off the mm. back of it. Yeah. Uh, I was honest at the beginning of the video and said I'm doing this on YouTube, so you sign up. Uh, it is a taster of what we do every single week on the website, and I feel sometimes that we just bang on about the website so much but no one listens yeah like the, the stuff on there is so fucking incredible yeah. like watching what like Ben and Ross are doing on the Around the League show and uh, what Tom's been doing with the Man of the Match podcast what I've been doing with the uh, stats and tactics and news room I'm just dead proud of everything we do there yeah, and it gets to. to a point where you're like not enough people are seeing the best stuff that we do yeah and it, you it's so nice to showcase that because it's all the same to us because we do it all and the, 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 how you feel and sitting down and, and talking about stuff makes no, no odds between the stuff that goes out on YouTube and the stuff that goes on behind the website in that regard. So I think at times we forget what we're not that we to tell people properly what it is we're doing. So yeah, that that show is available for free. There'll be more of that stuff on the way. But yeah, if you want stats and tactics, if you're really interested in that side of things and getting to know a little bit more about how Liverpool play, how they, the best things that Liverpool do are constructed, and when things don't go right, rather than just being rah such and such a shit, Chris looks into these things. He understands these things and he. 
you can tell you how to understand them too. So yeah, get over to theredmentv.com and sign up. It's free for the first month, so try it all out as well. And you get the final month of the season, so you know. Well, there you that go. That's a really good time. Absolutely perfect time to do it as well. Yeah, and then just in time, really, to to then continue subscription when we march on to the European Cup yeah. final as well. Perfect. Absolutely. Um, vote for us in the FBAs as well. There was a pinned tweet on at the Redman TV on Twitter. Um, we're up for three awards. I'll be perfectly honest. I'm not going to win the one I'm in because I've got. I'm in there with Goldbridge and 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 all of the Arsenal fan TV lot and two Geordie and then some randoms. Yeah, Mel Ready. Yeah. You've got no chance. Absolutely game over. <laughs> it was game over the second it was announced. Um, I don't even know. I didn't even ask. I didn't ask to be put in that category. I wasn't asked. Um, but if you want to vote for me, please do. But the one that we want <laughs> is we want... Ross asked. We want... Just, just write an email for us, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I didn't. Just to clarify. <laughs> just to clarify, by the way. Uh, no, but we want Lauren and Amy to win it for the, uh, for the women's pod. Yeah. yeah, so go on there, and I think that's a, that is a, a, a catty would be very proud for the girls to do, to do some fantastic work there. And a little bit of a, uh, an exclusive here the girls are going to be launching their own YouTube channel in the coming weeks as well, so stay tuned. I can't wait for that, Paul. I genuinely can't wait for that. I've been working with them doing it, and they're, they're, they're boss at it. Mm, absolutely, couldn't agree more. Uh, but at the minute, the content's on again, once again, it's behind the paywall on the redmantv.com, so get involved. Porto, Tom. Uh, it's very much a job not yet done for Liverpool, but it is very much within our capabilities to get this, depending on how we choose to play the game. Yeah, I, feel, I really feel like um, the pressure's off just because it's not the Premier League, and I yeah. think we're going to play like that. I think we can. We, I think someone said, didn't you say on their build up that we haven't conceded in three games? The, the recent three games, I think we're going to keep that up, even though it is a hostile atmosphere. The Porto fans were amazing. I was sat right next to them, and their support is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and I think it's going to be a, a fantastic atmosphere over there. And I feel like we have everything we need in there. We're, 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 we're starting to click. Everything's coming right. I trust in every single player to put everything on the pitch. And I also trust that if it's not working, Jürgen Klopp will figure something out to make it work. Yeah. I have no issues anymore. When when we're playing badly first half, I don't care. Yeah. Because I know that Jürgen Klopp is going to go, this, 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 do that. And the players are going to go, I've trusted him before and we've come through it before. Yeah. Let's do that. And they'll, they'll enact it to a T and we'll get through. Yeah, I, I look at these games of recently, Chris, and... Particular ones at Anfield, just the weekends, you know, we weren't great against Chelsea in the first half, but I was like, 45 minutes attacking the cop. Yeah. This is going to be absolutely sound. And moreover for this game, I still I still think we contend, even though we've gotten loads better at this season, is the, the the worst type of team for us to play is a team that's going to defend for their lives and try to do everything in their power to stop Liverpool scoring. Porto don't have that option in, in this game unless they've just decided to just be pricks for no reason, belligerent pricks for no reason. They're going to have to try and attack us. And I, look, all day long, if you had to choose a team, you'd choose a team that wanted to open up and try and score goals. I think that's right. And I, I, I wouldn't be too surprised if first half they did sit back, to be honest with you, and just sort of figure out what Liverpool are trying to do. Because I think the, there's a there's an argument to be made for them being out the tie yeah. in 15 minutes if they come out firing what you can do is I think they'll and what I think they'll do and what they should do is they'll they'll just look to keep it solid not push too hard you know, to sneak one and then if that works that's the game plan till 75 if they're 1-0 up 
and then they let everything go yeah. on 75 at that break glass button, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I can't, I think it would be pretty stupid to come out straight away. And it, 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 they need, and they are this, they are a mature professional side, they were serial winners yeah. in their league. They'll be able to not be influenced by their crowd. I think that's a big important factor. If they're influenced by their crowds, like we saw the other week when Liverpool, we, we just marched them into conceding a goal for <laughs> screaming at fellas to close people down. Yeah, yeah. Um, if they do that, I think Liverpool pick them off and it's an easy win for us. So they need to be smart about it and Liverpool need to be smart to realise what they're doing and not overcommit. Mm, absolutely. Um, big calls, Rush. Big calls to be made in midfield and, and to be fair, the defence to, to some extent. Um, wouldn't shock me to see Brendan... Uh, Brendan, wow, there's a flashback. <laughs> yeah. Um, just pull something that inevitably makes people on, on the internet a little bit upset. Um, I think the defence picks itself because... Lauren didn't train today, does he? So yeah. you putting Joel back in there. The midfield's the mad one for me, but we were talking about, you know, the element of surprise before of going I thought I thought Cater was nailed on to start this game, but I didn't think he'd start against Chelsea. Yeah. Therefore Gene would come back in, he didn't, and I was kinda of like, Oh, but then again he was sound, so he's you're playing someone who's who's informed and build up confidence, you drop him again. But you know, the opposition can't can't plan for that. Mm-hmm. You know, you're thinking, well we'll plan for Cater, but Genie starts, you know. We are in a, a a period now where we can pick three out of six and they're all sound choices yeah. So I'm, and I'm fine with them all mm-hmm. um, I think the other one that you know you might allude to there is, is Adam Lallana yeah. who might, might be throwing a, throw a wobbler yeah. um, but you know that was mad again you know, he started Burnley the internet lost his shit and then the other one was like he was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, and he was brilliant but the next week was like I hope Lallana starts again it's like yeah. he literally played one fucking game and you all want him back again what so, I'm actually alluding to and we actually had a question uh, about this from Cy Banstead mm-hmm. uh, it says uh, why do we in inverted commas always insist on calling that Henderson Milner Genie midfield, the Brexit midfield. As far as I'm aware, it's done all right for us in Europe. This is infuriates me. This, yeah, but don't be shocked. Anyone, once again, listening, if this is the midfield that, that, that no, but it's, it's, it is a defensive midfield. I think that's why people call it the Brexit midfield because they, they obviously don't like it. But then because it, anyone who actually voted for Brexit. It's a really negative connotation yeah. because loads and loads of people think it's a shit idea. But, but people say that and they always moan about the creativity. But the, he picks them people because he knows where you can push Robbo and Trent up and he trusts those to be disciplined enough to yeah. drop in those positions when they need to. So they say there's no creativity. And every time someone says that now, I'm going, it's the fucking wingers, the yeah. fullbacks that do it. It's, I'm, I, I'm fine with that. I had a look at the games that they've started this season and obviously they played last season. But the games that they started this season in the Champions League was the PS3, PSG 3-2 at, Am- at Anfield. Mm-hmm. We obviously win that towards the end. For me, you know, it's the difference, but we still win that. PSG 2-1 away where we lost and the Napoli 1-0 win. Mm-hmm. So there you go, two, two out of three. We won with that midfield that started. And I, I, I really like that midfield. I think there's obviously better attacking options if you want to do that. But that midfield can shift into so many different things now. We know it can. We know that... You, Genie and Hendo can get pushed up if we feel like that can ha- uh, if that can happen. Uh, Milner's fantastic at covering them sides. I, I trust whatever Jurgen Klopp's gonna do. We've done it so many times, and everyone loses their heads and just go, "Well, no, we've seen this this exact formation and this exact thing happen before. Why are we still not trusting Klopp? Why are we still not trusting these players to put everything on the pitch? Because if they don't put everything on the pitch, they're not getting picked." Them players know that you spoke about Henderson playing for his his career and, and stuff at Liverpool. Everyone's doing it. It's not just Henderson. Everyone's got to put in a hundred percent, and it's the reason why Mo Salah's tracking back to all the way to the right back position because he wants to help out. Yeah. Everyone on that team wants to win. Everyone, we've, sorry, we've got like for so long. I've heard so uh, myself included, Liverpool fans go, "We need a squad." 
we need a bigger squad to be able to compete. I don't think a lot of fans really truly believe that. No, no, no. Because all they want is, is the same eleven players, the eleven players that they deem the best to yeah. start every single game. Yeah. Nobody's ever veering from that line. No, this team has to start this week. This team has to start this week. You want a squad. You've got to use that squad when you've got it. Otherwise, you don't have the opportunity to keep a squad together. You're better off having to use a FIFA Pro Evo analogy. You're better off having two eighty-five rated players than one ninety-five rated player and a seventy rated player. You know what I mean? And that's what we're we're at now. Is that but also in addition to that people because this is real life people get better people yeah. have the ability to play football games and become better at football off the back of it and all of our players with the exception of a very small minority and it's almost a minority of James Milner but he defies medical science anyway um, are going to be better next year as well and that's what that's where we're at that, with that squad I think people get caught with that though with that midfield and say oh they got us to a Champions League final but I think a lot of people forget you know, there was Coutinho, Chan, and Coutinho that played a part in that last Coutinho. season. Wow, Coutinho was that important. That's why we no, got 150 no, last million season, for last him. Season. We sold Coutinho, them twice. Chan, and oh, <laughs> Chamberlain. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't realise I did that. <laughs> it's all the C's. But they they yeah. played a part in that midfield. And was, we, that yeah. midfield three got us there, but they didn't. They just had to play a role. Yeah, but they were dead on their feet because towards the end of it, because they're the only three that we had. Yeah. They did. From yeah. the, like, they played pretty much from around now till the, the end, end till the, the end of the, the end of the season, didn't they? You know, not there or thereabouts anyway. Because obviously we're we're in to the quarterfinals this is when Chamberlain got it am I right was it, was it the quarterfinals Chamberlain oh no it was the semis yeah. Chamberlain got in so we're out we're heading towards that period of the season nevertheless big question then because we've, we've obviously done the build up show this week Chris but I look at it from a different angle in terms of the team selection is there anyone that you're thinking it would make the Cardiff game so much smoother if this person had this game had this game off Hendo and Kaita the two of them I think they're the, they're the two difference makers at the moment the last couple of weeks and stuff so they're the guys that I'd be looking to rest for this game mm. um, I'd be looking at like bringing Adam Lallana in I'd be looking at bringing Jeannie Wijnaldum into this game and playing them with Fabinho and leaving the two lads who are going to have to work through tight spaces against Cardiff and have to join the attack to be able to do that because you don't need to go out and attack Porto you, you just need a draw man Yeah, you, you can take a 1-0 defeat yeah yeah, you need to. We need solidity, don't we? I guess, I guess Tom, it's that because you just you just don't want to leave the door open. There's no need for Liverpool to come out. You know what I mean? And, do, and like you know, do some a bit of old reference. I don't know if you get the Prince, some Prince Nazim boxing. Like you know what I mean? Like there's no need to be a, a bus to be pricks. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense for us to be solid in the middle of the park. Do we then go to a four-two-three-one? Does that change the solidity a bit? It's do we put that Fabinho and Genie? If you're saying do that, and then and then do you put maybe do we go back to the mad formation and put? I don't know. We, if you we, did got... that, if you did that, would you put Milner right back? Because it gives you the option to get Milner in the team and also to keep Trent fresh for the week. Because you're absolutely going to need someone of that. Uh, you know, it would be, I, well, I say absolutely. Having either of them completely fit and fresh for the weekend would it's, be a very useful. It's very thing. interesting. There's even a shot for Gomez as well, isn't there? Mm. I mean, if you, but I mean, it might be too early to throw him in. I mean, no. Well, what about I, Genie Milner, Lalana, Genie in the six? We know he's good at it. Yeah, I mean, give all the midfield it off. It's yeah. it's one of them. I I think Lallana can do it. Did that. I think, uh, we need to cover that wing so much. Will Lallana do that? Yeah, the answer is yes. But will he do it effectively enough? I don't know. I think I'd like to see 
the genie Hendo Milner to be honest if I'm honest with you I want Henderson on that right hand side not as a further forward role as a kind of reserve role Milner on that left covering Robbo and letting him go up top and then yeah sitting in genie I think Fabinho is a big one for me who I want to see rested I think he plays every single game in the Premier League without fail is it worth risking him I mean, probably yes, it's, but is it worth it? I, I, I said this on the build-up, but I think it's worth worth discussing further. Is that that? It's, I think that's where we're going to rotate. I, it depends how much the, the sports science guys, and I don't know the science behind how much work the number six does. I suspect a lot less, mm. you know, because John Henderson's had three games, but he's only completed nineteen one of them. I think that's right or close to. I don't know if he got he got subbed late on in the middle one, but you know, he came off the bench against Southampton and he was subbed off in, in the last game. And it's it, it's funny something I've been thinking about lately and just to take it back to com- to compete against is that if you play the a clop the clock formation, those two, the left and right of your midfield three are the ones who go because they've got they, they play everywhere. They play it from right back to right wing. Mm. And and so th- there is maybe something to that. I, 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 but imagine this: we should we just go? We walk up to a quarter final, second leg of the Champions League, and we can we, with three completely changed players in midfield from the team that beat Chelsea at the, at the weekend. That's what I was saying before. That we've got so many options now, and I'm fine with them all. I see, I see what you said before. You know, just whatever Klopp does now, I'm fine. The Chelsea game is is the, finally the game where I've gone. I don't care anymore. Yeah. I'm fine. I've stopped worrying in the build-up to games now. I'm just going, oh shit, what about this? What about that? I'm not arse. It just doesn't matter. Worst case scenario, he maybe starts the same midfield. 25 half an hour to go, take him off. Yeah. And he's rested for Cardiff. We should yeah. beat Cardiff whatever we feel we put out because yeah. the dog shit. I know the fighting for it. How's this for you then? It's just this is a slightly different angle to this because because not necessarily think of it as like we're protecting players for the future, for the, for the next game or we're resting someone because they're more important. Things happen fast in football, injuries, suspensions, etc., etc. Rotate while we can. Yeah. Because you might not have the ability to rotate in a week. Three people could get ill or, you know, whatever. So you can't legislate for that. So we might as well, while we've got the options and the chance to rotate, we. Yeah, I think I, I, you know, I I know we talked a lot before the first leg about, or after the first leg about why Lovren was brought in. I think that was part of the reason. Yeah. Make sure that he's fit and fresh, and it's while Lovren. And lo and behold, if he's not trained and he's not fit for this one, well, it's it's vindicated playing him in that game because maybe if you plan to play Lovren in two weeks' time, you've no guarantee that he'll be. So you you've got to do it when you when you when you when you have and you are afforded the opportunities to do it. Mm. Is there any shelf for putting a Rigi left wing? That's an interesting just one. Purely, just purely to give Sadio Mane a little bit of a break. I, I think it's more I'd, like I'd in look the 43 one. I'd look, I'd look at Shaqiri as well, yeah. Hmm? He's the one that I think needs to get on the pitch at some point. So what, Salah? I mean, l- listen, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, We're just even players at this point, aren't we? Like, I'm not resting any of the front three between now and the end of the season, to be honest. I think that, that all that lovely thing that you've just said that makes so much sense is Brilliant. I don't think it exists for the forward line. By the way, I don't. I mean, what I mean is, I think it. But I think it does. It, it's on the verge of existing for the back four, mm-hmm. in so much as the right back and, and right side of centre back slot, and it certainly exists for the midfield today. I still think we'll rest the front three in in, in substitutions like we've done yeah. the whole time since, yeah. since we've had them. But I, given a choice, I think Klopp would be more inclined to just lash a and stay four three three exactly. than he would to go back to. 
4-2-3-1 to effectively accommodate Shaqiri. Unless you just say, Shaqiri, you're playing from the left, you're left-footed. Just run a bit and cross a bit. It's the defensive side. It's one of you. He did do it very well when he came on. He he puts himself about. All right, he's not a tackler. He didn't put in very many tackles, but he's he's tracking his men. He's chasing them back. You have to do that there, and Sadio Mane is brilliant at that. And that's the only thing is you're speaking about them midfielders getting up and down. Our wingers are having to do that lately as well, just yeah. in, in, because of the formation that we're playing. I don't think he will, but it, maybe. Consideration, certainly. Um, okay, we've got a couple of questions before we, we wrap up. Hang on there, mate. I am going to piss my pants. Stay tuned, everyone. <laughs> right, Chris will be back. Um, <laughs> Chris doesn't care about this question anyway. Um, from three, Brandon, Brandon LFC, which kit manufacturer would you have for Liverpool and why? I, I, I had an opinion on this, and then, and then I was thinking about it the other day. I don't care. Give us the most money. Okay. I was sat there and I was like, Oh, Nike. Mm, do I? Re- oh, I wanna do. And I was like, Wait. So I'm the socialist Nazi anyway. party decides to launch into kit manufacturers, and they're going to put a swastika on the Liverpool one kit billion for the money. There you go. <laughs> no, no. Is <laughs> no. that how much to buy your morals? Yeah, <laughs> no. But genuinely, as long as we're getting something out of the deal. I'd rather have a, I'd rather have anyone paying loads of money than the person that we really really want and give us in half. I would no. It depends on what the difference is, doesn't it? If you're saying Adidas is um, sorry Nike's seven fifty and Adidas is seven seven hundred million, I'm taking Adidas. Yeah, that's the thing for me because it depends. Also, I would take what I'm saying is I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree ultimately, and I've I've, done, I've gone on record and said I'm not a big fan of I'm not a big fan of Nike. I'm not, you know, I don't I don't mind a lot of this stuff. I still own plenty of Nike football shirts yeah. from around the world. For Bring back the top Nike stuff, and it might be all right. Yeah, yeah. that's after yeah. bit after my time. I thought that was a bit a bit crass to be honest, but the um, it was, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's not a ta- it's not a, a, a tango. I did ask tango, is it? Like you know, you know what? Yeah. But um, but if it was a toss up between Adidas and Nike, and you're right, it's maybe you take slightly less money. For Adidas, the, the for the the, the tracky tops and the and the kit remakes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I've just put nostalgia and looks boss. The nostalgia yeah, and yeah, looks yeah. boss. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, absolutely. Still wet. They are wet, yeah. But is that water or piss? You know, never smell your arm, and you else. still probably won't know because yeah. you don't like deodorants. We've just found that. Um, Rolling. Chris Daniel Crawford asks, uh, "What do you think Did you are the kit one? better at than you actually? I know you chose to have a piss." <laughs> I have to be fair. I fair, really listen, fair, it. fair. Yeah, it was good, actually. Absolutely. Steaming. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be right in the eye when he said that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Podcasting? Uh, everything. <laughs> everything is the answer, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, I know exactly mine. Drinking. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, that's mine as well. I honestly am like, oh, yeah, I can hand on my ale. Nope. Yeah. It gets to about three o'clock in the morning. I'm making a show of myself every single time. Yeah, that but half ten. That's absolutely all of this, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. Keeping calm as well. Keeping calm. I like to think you that think I'm quite... You think you've got a cool level, level head? Calm individual. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Give me a tiny little bit of stress and I will overblow that. I, that's, I'm the, the most stressed out man in the world. Yeah. Football. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know that you're by the foot. I know, yeah. It's still trying to convince myself I'm still 20 years old again. Pro Evo. Oh, you are bad as well. Yeah, you yeah, are. You're not bad. You are. When was the last time you beat as me? As just not as everyone else in the office. I've beat you three times on the run. Yeah, yeah. I'm over five, six. I've beat you like two it times is. on the run. It is. So I, I beat playing. you as well. This is why this is, I'm, I'm proving me on point here, aren't I? <laughs> <Yeah>. um, the, <laughs> um, no, I, I, it's funny because... 
I've, I was playing I've played a bit before like, online and they were very tight games <laughs> but, <laughs> but I did ultimately lose but I did ultimately lose all of them yeah it's just like oh I was close down if I'd just not hit the post three times but you did hit the post three times but you didn't score and if someone didn't score in three games you'd say they'd be a bit shit wouldn't you like <laughs> you know what I mean but uh, you know ultimately you know my class will shine hey. you, like Mohamed Salah I was going to say also, Salah, yeah. also running downhill I've seen you run downhill. We've got it on uh, camera. Yeah, I always say, like, you know, I'm dead fast downhill because the weight catches up. I, I don't think I am. No. I think I'm just, you know, slow. <laughs> you just... Yeah, it's the moment. Up or down. It's that thing of, you know, when someone, you got you start to fall and carry on through the run, that's what your entire downward the, the run looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Your legs, like, fan out to the side. I do this time. Yeah, I've got legs. Literally, like you say, I've got on video. I think it was the first video I ever filmed. Uh, running yeah. fast would be one of Paul's as well. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah. Not even in time with your legs. Not great for audio listeners, but um, if you wanted to do it again, and I'll describe. So if you're running and you stick your fingers out and then put them actually down by your thighs, <laughs> that's how Paul runs. Is that better for the audio listeners, Paul? You don't have to tell us. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Are we going? Are we going? <laughs> right. right. I played no part in that. Settle in, boys. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. Okay. No, it's absolutely fine. I love you all, really. Yeah. Growing hair. Um, the, <laughs> um, no, it's fine. Um, now that we're all really deeply unhappy, it's a great way to end the podcast. Um, we've got more questions coming that you guys have sent in. Um, a lot of them by our uh, subscribers group. So if you subscribe to the RedmenTV.com, you get preference in this thing. Um, we have to choose two colours for the way in third kits, but we'd have to use them colours for 10 years. What would we do? Um, as anyone related to the woman who appears on a lot of the post-match videos, we'll talk about that. Um, we have to combine two Premier League clubs together, Liverpool being one of them and another one for all time for some reason. Um, players that you pick on a Liverpool-themed come dine with me. Um, swapping a, play, a Liverpool player for any other Premier League player and a little bit of a chat about Raheem Steele and, and Mo Salah as well. So go over to RedmenTV.com, sign up for that. Uh, and as mentioned everything we've mentioned on the show this week as well don't forget your discount code redmen 1010 that is on threads for reds don't forget to check out the statue and vote for us in the fbas as well gentlemen thank you very much it's been an absolute absolute pleasure up until the final few minutes you can't go wankers <laughs> um see you all soon Welcome.